you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, hey do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? All right, welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we're about to get into Monday Night Raw. Uh, we were just having fun talking about TakeOver's past and, you know, talking about, like, NXT uh, Chicago and all that, just laughing, having a good time. The move was great, and now we're getting ready to talk about... That was off camera or off uh, audio or whatever before we start recording, but now we're getting ready to talk about Monday Night Raw, which has a completely opposite feel. Yes. Uh, oh man, we're gonna get. I, 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 I want to say, like, before we get into it, the first two hours are very rough. Oh boy, very rough. Well, let's let's let, let's make it even more real. So, at a certain point of the night, I texted you and I said, "Are you watching Raw?" And you said, "Yep." And I said, "What I said was about the King of the Ring and how that had gone down." And I said, "You know what? I think I need to take a break." And you said because I was I was actually behind. I was behind a couple of yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. You had already seen a lot of it. And it yep. And yeah. I already took my first break. Already. You said you took a break. You yeah, to I, like after a the first King of the Ring match, the first yeah. uh, between Drew, Drew and uh, King yeah, Ricochet, King Ricochet, but Ricochet, yeah. Ricochet. Yep, yep. So and I was like, yeah, I think I need to take a break. And I was going to watch anime or something. I was getting ready to watch uh, Dragon Ball Super or something just to yeah. you know get my mind off how pissed off I was because it was just like. It was it was mind numbing some of the things that was going on, but specifically with with King of the Ring. So we'll get into that. Um, actually, we should just jump right to that because yeah, I just wanted to, to get this. Let's, let's taste that. Let's go in on this because we're both going in on oh, this. Oh my god! Okay, so uh, the first matchup: Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. We had talked about. I, I mean, I specifically brought up how I felt like. Drew McIntyre was not going to win because they all kept picking him as the favorite. It, I, I was so wanting to be wrong. I was yes. so wanting to be wrong. Yes. But with Michael Cole specifically saying, oh, yeah, he's going to be the favorite. He's the favorite. He's my pick. I was like, oh, no, this is over. And then, you know, you had Renee Young saying, yeah, that she thinks he's he should be the favorite, too. And then, you know, Booker T, King Booker himself, they had him on Skype. And he's like, yeah, you know, Drew McIntyre. I'm like, this is too much. Like, all you guys coming out saying this. And then Drew, yeah. even during his entrance to, on this, he went and sat in the throne. Sat on the chair. That was a dead giveaway. I'm like, as soon as yeah. he sat on that, I was like, Ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was over. It was over right yeah. away. It was over, you know. And you saw Ricochet looking at him, and they were kind of building him like, "Oh, he's the underdog. There's no way Ricochet is gonna win." I'm like, "What? What do you mean? There's no way? Like, th- this Ricochet is is an awesome competitor. There's, I, there's the whole idea that they were setting this up where basically Ricochet was gonna be this huge underdog. You know, yeah. just it just didn't feel right. So you could see it coming, but to see it actually happen was like Jesus this is terrible like okay and shout out to Ricochet though Ricochet yeah. looked great 
in yeah. the matchup. It was a good match. Awesome. You know, I'm not going to complain about that. Yes, the it match was a damn was good match. And Ricochet deserves a win. Ricochet is completely deserving of being yeah. king of the ring if that's what should happen. Although I don't think that's what's going to happen, but we'll get into that. But you know, he's deserving of all of this. So this has nothing to do with Ricochet. Ricochet is awesome. But how they continue to book Drew McIntyre sucks. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. If not now, when? You had the guy built Never. up as a monster, right? The, the Just, you had it. You had it. He came out of NXT as a beast. He came yep. into WWE as a beast. Even when he was in a tag team with Dolph Ziggler, he was a beast. He destroyed yes. his tag team partner in that cage yes. match. Just yes. looked Ruthless. Everything he had done up until going against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania screamed, this guy was the next Universal or WWE champion, period. He was he was destined for it. And not, and you even have guys like The Rock saying, you know, on social media, yeah, yeah. you know, Drew McIntyre. They, they, I think they asked him, like, who's a guy that you think is going to be, like, maybe the next big thing or whatever. And he named Drew McIntyre. Yep. So you got The Rock giving him that, like, respect. And Drew McIntyre, you know, acknowledging that and thanking The Rock for, for showing him that respect. All of this stuff is happening. Yet, for some reason, the WWE decides, well, we're going to make him Shane McMahon's lackey. And, you know, he's going to lose, you know, matches like left and right. And then we get to the King of the Ring, which would have been a perfect platform. King Drew McIntyre, King McIntyre, whatever they want to do, just to finally give him that push. Like a, like like so many other superstars in the past, you know, have used that as that yes. final, like, okay, this guy won the King of the Ring. Now he's going to use this as that launching pad to get him to that main event spot. And you have him lose in the first round at this point, it's like, it's not going to happen. It's done. Like, he's done. You, you <laughs> yeah. just have to kind of see the writing on the wall and say he's yeah. done. Like, they've given up on Drew McIntyre. That's what it feels like. Like, th- this isn't just like, oh, you know, like, this guy lost this one, but he'll get another shot. No, he's lost so many times now. Like, who's going to take him seriously? Now he just looks like a joke. He he looks like a straight-up joke. Like, he just he, he went in there cocky. Everyone was picking him, and he lost in the first round to a guy half his size. Like, it just doesn't yep. make sense. And as much respect as I have for Ricochet, this should not have happened. Drew McIntyre no. should have beat Ricochet. And it would have been no shame for Ricochet to lose to Drew McIntyre. Because it makes sense. Right. It just makes sense. Look at that. Just just looking at the two. If I told someone who did who knew nothing about wrestling to look at these two guys and pick a winner, 90% of them are going to say they would believe this Drew McIntyre guy is going to beat Ricochet just based on looking at them alone. Not to mention wrestling fans who know both of them. It's like, man, as good as Ricochet is, yeah, Drew McIntyre should beat him because Drew McIntyre is just a a monster, you know? So this is just, oh, God. And then coming off of, like, everything that he's gone through with Cedric Alexander recently, too, and, like, you know, he he helped put Cedric Alexander over. Yeah, he beat him recently, but it still kind of feels like Drew just wasn't there yet. So to take this loss again, it's like... I just I, I'm on the verge of just giving up on Drew McIntyre, man. As mm. sad as it sounds, like I feel mm. like it's 
over for mm. Drew McIntyre already. It is how do you repair this? You he, he, at this point, <laughs> I, I just I don't know how you fix it know. short of just like giving yes. him maybe the Royal Rumble win, let's say, and then he wins at WrestleMania. Which I, I mean, it's hard for me to predict that. I have no faith in that pick. So yeah. I, I'm just I'm just beyond fed up with how they're booking Drew McIntyre at, at this point. If he were to decide, you know what, I'm done. I'm sitting out my contract and I'm going to AEW when my contract is up. I'd be like, bravo, man, because yeah. at least because they, they don't know. To book you. Yes, they will see the value. He will be in the main event right away. He will beat whoever their champion is immediately and be that guy that they try to build yeah. their platform on because he, he should be that guy here. He really should. He should be fighting Seth Rollins and, and not uh, Braun Strowman at this point. Although I'm not mad at Braun Strowman for fighting Seth Rollins, but Drew McIntyre for Seth Rollins also makes a lot of sense for right now, too. Like it just seems like every step that you, that you can see what they should do with Drew, they don't do it. So all right, that's done. I'm done with my rant. You you go ahead, man. All right, man. So let's let's take a moment of silence for Drew McIntyre. All right, man. That's it. Okay. Why did this happen on Paul Heyman's watch? Why? Oh yeah, that's another. Why? Of this. I don't. That is that. my question. Why yeah. and how? How the hell did this happen on Paul Paul Heyman's watch? First of all, I don't get why Drew back Drew McIntyre is being booked this way. Like you said, man, in the beginning, he came back, he was booked like a beast, like no other. The way he get in people's head, the way he just, he was just a fighter, man. You could tell he loves to fight. You know how he was just, he destroyed the shield. Yeah. If you give this man to destroy the shield and you can't build off, off that, what are we doing then? What are we doing? It, it, it just d- didn't make sense to me, man. You, it, it was just a, a, a waste of good, god-awful good talent. Yeah. Like you know, like you said, man, have him go back to a- have him go to AEW as Drew Galloway, mm-hmm. and 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 I and and I would be excited about that because he's being wasted in WWE. Yeah, wasted, man. It, it just doesn't make sense, man. You first of all, before his debac- his debacle, you know, he he's getting inside the shield. He destroyed him one by one. He's telling telling Roman in the, in the ring, go and reach for them, reach for them. They're right there. I'm like, bro, this dude is badass, man. I'm like, this dude is a beast, man. He, I'm like, he he is like, now he is WWE champion. He's Universal champion. He is he is the face of your company too. He could be the next face of your company. But what do you do? You put him in factions with Braun Strowman. You put him in Baron Corbin's crew, mm-hmm. and then what, the worst of all, the most. The, the most did his faction. He, he he is a lackey for Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. Same best in the world. The most Shane disgusting McMahon words. best in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Shane McMahon best in the world saying these disgusting words that's coming out of his mouth making me kind of throw up in my mouth. Like, bro, this, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. And then here we are. Monday Night Raw. Oh my God, man. I saw it clear as day too. I saw it clear as day. As soon as you pointed out on the last week on the podcast. You know, you were saying like they were just all talking about Drew McIntyre. And as soon as he sat down, that was confirmation for me. I, I was just pissed. It was over. I was just pissed. Yeah. I was pissed when he said, I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is yeah. it right here. He's not going over. I he is numb. not. I guarantee he's not going over yes. because he sat down in that chair. Yeah. I was Anybody numb. who's sitting in that numb. chair is not going over. Mm-mm. Yeah. You, you, you just, you just kind of giving it away right there. Yep. Yeah. Like, Man, bro, just and if you want to make the argument because oh he's already kind of established, I don't care. People, people in the people, previous people, previous wrestlers in King of the Ring, uh, have already been established. I give you an example: Bret Hart. 
He won yep. King of the Ring twice. Yeah. Yeah. Two times. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? That, that's how much they believe in that man. And you telling me you don't you you can't give this man a King of the Ring win? That could do wonders for his career. Go off and challenge and have that progressive storyline. All right, since I'm King McIntyre, I want to be Universal Champion now. Yep. And then he takes then he takes uh Seth off the mountain. And then now you can have another story between Braun and Braun and Drew. Oh my God! There we go, dude. It, it's it, it is so simple sometimes, man. Yeah. It is just so simple, but yet here we are ranting about stuff that can be fixable. And and but it, it no, we we here we are just complaining. I don't want to say complain. We're ranting. Yeah, this is not complaining. This is ranting. Yeah, because this shouldn't happen to this man. This man of this caliber, man. I'm, I'm man. That's it. I'm done, man. I can't. I'm done, bro. I can't talk about this man anymore because yeah. this is our guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he just so much potential wasted is what it feels like, man. It, it just it's to a certain point. Like, look, certain losses, you know, don't really affect superstars in a negative way to where you're like, well, you know, he's done. Like, it, 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 there is such a thing as a good loss. We see we see it all the time. You know, if a guy has a great match, you know, or two guys have a great match, you know, you're like, well, no, there are no losers in this match one way or another. But the the repetitiveness of his losses and the way he yeah. was booked is Baron Corbin's lackey and then Shane McMahon's lackey and he you know, lost to Roman and there's just so many instances of just like I can't remember the last person he beat you know was, was Cedric Alexander really you know yeah. it, it, which is like okay what does that do that doesn't yeah. really you know I didn't even like the commentator man when they yeah. were saying like for him oh he has trouble with smaller guys I'm like what the f- <laughs> come on bro <laughs> Don't say that. Yeah, stuff like that's, that is silly. Like when they try yeah. to say that for Brock Lesnar too, it's like, man, stop, just stop. Right. Like that's 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 not a thing. Like, come on. Like that that no one is gonna accept that. So yeah, it, I think we we've talked about it enough. We've said our piece. Basically, it's what it is. Like Drew, I, I feel I feel for Drew. I feel bad for him. Um, you know, and I don't know. He 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 seemed like a made guy. He seemed like you know the chosen one was his thing before. You know, when he, when he had that first stint, and then they released him. So yep. now you know he came back bigger, better, stronger than ever. You know, and and now it's like I don't know. I don't know what what's going on. So he said, "Yeah, we already had the moment of silence, man. I I don't know. <laughs> so we're not we're not gonna do it again. But it's just, right. It just I seems think like- this is it when we don't believe in our guy anymore. This is the official stamp right here. It is yeah. validated." Yeah, like, like it. It's I. I am done. It's done. It's done. It's yeah. done. There's no more just believing that it's going to happen in WWE. They. They. It would take to me because in terms of to to fix this. Like I said, I don't see how you fix it. I really don't. Royal yeah. Rumble would be probably the next chance that they may have yeah. if he goes and wins the Royal Maybe Rumble. Survivor like, Series right. if he's on a team and he's the lone survivor. It could. It could look good, but I. I still don't think unless he's getting a, a title opportunity. Mm. I don't think it's going to matter to me if he because they did that with Dolph Ziggler where Ziggler yeah. won like he was the last man standing for his team. And then they went and did the same old stuff with him all over again. Like you would think that'd be the beginning of a push for Dolph at that time because he, you know, saved his brand basically at that with with that whole that win. But in this situation, you know, if it's if, you know, Drew wins a Raw versus SmackDown matchup. Yeah, it's cool. But. That that's no there's no skin in the game for them in that one because yeah. now if you say hey he that win gives him a universal championship matchup cool 
then I, yeah, then if it was a I stipulation would, with that, okay, yes, yeah. yeah. So, so the Royal Rumble, I think, would be the next opportunity to see, like, okay, are they going to finally push him? Um, but yeah, I don't see that happening. I really don't. I don't. Right. I don't see him win the Royal Rumble. So that would be a pleasant surprise. But uh, you know, I don't see that happening either. Yeah. So, yep, it's, it's it's ripped to Drew for now. You know, basically, that's just how I, how I see it. So. Sad, sad but true. And let's keep it going with King of the Ring. So the the next, the other King of the Ring matchup that happened was Baron Corbin versus The Miz, which really at this point, you know, I was kind of tuning out Raw as it was. You know, I was yeah. just still so pissed off about Drew McIntyre that watching this matchup, I'm just like, oh, okay, this is just boring at this point. Um, but legit, and I and we both picked um, Baron Corbin to beat The Miz, so I'm we just did. waiting for it to happen. Yeah, you know. Now here's the part that really got me. Was after Baron Corbin won the matchup, then he goes to the stage and he sits in the throne and he puts on the crown and he holds the scepter and he starts calling himself King Corbin. And I had uh, uh, just a, like, oh my God moment. Like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Seeing that, hearing that promo, I am starting to believe Baron Corbin is going to win this tournament. I I just can see it because one I mean one simple but he reason. sat in the chair though man I know I know which to your point like you just said everyone that sits in the chair you're thinking they're not gonna win and and I hear you because that that does seem like a giveaway but I think for this dude for some reason somebody there really likes Baron Corbin because this man Vince, has been getting Vince yeah. love Baron Corbin which I, I don't understand between Drew and Baron Corbin how are you picking Baron Corbin like that just doesn't, doesn't make any sense but you know it is what it is but. They just love this man. They made him general manager, and then he was fighting Seth for the title, and everything that Drew basically, not the not the general manager thing, but fighting Seth for the title, I feel like Drew should have gotten. And getting a first-round win, yeah, Drew should have gotten that. But, again, going back to Baron Corbin, I feel like this one reason is he doesn't really have a gimmick. You know, he doesn't really have a thing. He comes out in the in the T-shirt and the, the the just the regular look. It was a, a bartender look before, and now he's got the what'd you call it last week? The genuine tank. You know what I'm saying? Like he's very just normal, like dude off the street, like walked into a wrestling ring and decided to compete and try it out. You know, but if he wins, like that can be his thing, King Corbin, and his whole attire can be around that now, and you know he can try to use that to create a whole new person. Persona for himself as King Corbin, um, and it has actually a nice ring to it. So I have a thing, you know, the Baron is going to get an upgrade, you know, and go to being king. So I feel like he, to me, you know, is the the guy that stands out right now of who's left as being a guy that they'll probably pick to be king of the ring. Yeah. You know I what? I'm not going to disagree because you know why? Because you are the Nostradamus of the WWE <laughs> of just wrestling, period. And why would I disagree with with your premonition? You know, I mean, look, I was wrong about Drew because I picked Drew also, so I, I can't take full credit now. I was hoping, and maybe that was my heart, you know, overhead, like just wanting this for this man. But it made yeah. sense for Drew to win. But whatever. I think every week. They're giving us new information that's kind of giving me the the insight to say, oh, I think this is going to happen and that's going to happen. Like when everybody started saying Drew, 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 I'm like, you know what? 
Ricochet is going to win. And I could see a situation where maybe it's Ricochet versus Andrade. So that's what I was saying before. And that's what I'm kind of rooting for now in a, in a way. I'm hoping um, for just, I'm hoping for Baron Corbin to lose to Cedric and we get a Cedric and Ricochet in a, oh in man, a semifinal. That would be great. That would be great. Man. Yeah, you don't know how happy it would make me to be wrong about Baron Corbin, really. I would love it. If we get Cedric versus Ricochet, man, that matchup would be so much fun. But I think they're allergic to fun sometimes. I feel like they, yeah. they are more about, hey, Baron Corbin, we like this dude. We see the potential. He's a big guy, you know, like the fans hate him. He's got all this heat. So let's just right keep now, he's pushing the only that. heel on the rock. Well, you got Joe too. You got Joe, but they yeah. don't. Joe was like another uh, uh, Drew McIntyre, yeah. you know, where he he has everything the mic skills, the in ring ability. It all makes sense, but they yeah, just but Ricochet's going not over, to, though. Yeah, Ricochet's going over. No, he's going to win that match. He's going to win that match. So, so yeah, um, yeah. Baron Corbin, he beat Miz. Miz is, you know, we'll we, he's we'll talk about him on SmackDown and what's coming up next for him. But yeah, Baron Corbin won the matchup, and it, it, the way it made it look to me, I would say he's the new favorite. Um, so, any any words before we move on? Uh, yeah, like I didn't really care about this match because, like I said, I mean, the first two hours of Raw was oh, was it like, was oh my god, it was, it was rough. I had to break this up in two days. Like oh, I finished yeah. it in the next morning. That's yeah. how rough it was. Same, I watched the, actually, yes. Yeah, I watched the last hour of Raw on Tuesday morning, right before I went to work. Man, man, that's that's when you know it's tough. When yeah. they just literally yeah. have you just shutting it off to watch exactly, else man. Because I was like, yeah. I was I was done. I was watching My Hero Academia. I was actually watching that movie, My Hero Academia: Two Heroes, because I never seen it. I was like, oh, I this is on On Demand. Oh, oh, and wait, it was actually the, pretty good. Wait, I was like, damn. Yeah, really? uh, on Stars. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to yep. find that. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little sidetrack there. No worries. Right, right. Worries. Exactly, little, little. man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's 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 keep it going with Raw. So, Raw actually opened up with uh, Sasha Banks kind of addressing where she's been and what's going on and why she's doing what she's doing. And they, they introduced an interesting twist to the reasons why Sasha's been on off television. Uh, yeah. For those who had heard rumors, it was more about the fact that her and Bailey had to drop the women's tag team championships to the Iconics after being promised a long run where they'd be defending the titles on all the different brands, and that really didn't happen. And so they were told, I think that day, that they were going to drop the belts to much to their both of their surprises. They lost the belts, and then they were seen backstage on the on the uh, locker room floor in tears and like crying and you know basically being upset about the whole situation. So. Sasha Banks is addressing it and she's saying, you know, you know, where was I on the ground crying, you know, after WrestleMania? Yes. You know, like she said, true. And there was something else to that, too, where she also said it was true, where basically they were upset about, you know, uh, how WrestleMania had gone. Yeah. Um, or but did, she, did she take her ball and then I'll run? She was like, yes. go home. Yes. Yes. Yep. Did she take her ball and go home. Yes. So she said, yes, this was all true, but not for the reasons that we all thought. So the twist to it is it was more about the fact that she had to watch Becky Lynch in the main event. And it, and then she was regulated to a tag team matchup that she didn't really care about. So, you know, the, the story aspect of it, I think it's interesting for TV to go that way with a heel Sasha. I do kind of like that they're trying to use it that way to help build the rivalry between Sasha Banks and, and Becky Lynch. Yeah. Um, 
I in no way believe what she's saying, though, at all. That, no, oh, no. that's really why she was mad. Right. I do believe she it just used a little bit of truth mixed yes. in. With, she's mixing you know, it in. And, exactly. I, and, and I, I have to respect that. And that's totally yeah. fine. You know, but when she, the line that really caught me is when she said uh, when they had to defend belts that they didn't care about. I was like, nah, you cared about those. Yeah, belts. you did. That's, you did. You, you, yeah. like, Honestly, you, and, you did. Yeah, you you and Bailey fought for those things. You cried when you won. Like, come on now. Like, you you cared about those belts. So it, it, it is what it is, though. I see what they're trying to do, and her trying to again stick to the heel persona and and build up her kind of enviousness of of Becky Lynch's situation. It makes sense for the storyline, so that was fine. And then uh, Natalia came out, um, and she you know just you know attacked her which set up a match that they would have later later on in the night on raw mm-hmm. so later on in the night they had their matchup um sasha banks came out in a real nice uh new look basically um it's, it's kind of a very similar look to the the jacket was was basically something she always wore yeah but it was a, a freshly made one with hints of blue in there and yeah, just kind of matches her hair her hair and just it was just a real nice look like caught me right away and the ring tights that she's wearing now too has that same blue tint to it um with the stones in it and it, i don't know it was just a, uh, i was like whoa like oh man like you could tell right away it was something new and it was yeah. a great look for her um you know and then natalia came out and it was it was a little bit of a brawl at first and I, I was actually surprised that they had natalia do as much as she did given that you know she was selling an injury to the point where i thought she was going to take time off now all of a sudden she's in a match with sasha banks so you know i was kind of surprised by um the the i guess not surprised by the fact that natalia was trying to get revenge and attacking sasha but just the fact that i thought maybe natalia was going to take some time off and now here we are and she's you know going at sasha banks and she seemed okay she seemed fine actually Mm -hmm. um but sasha at a certain point in the matchup gets the upper hand and puts a, a natalia in in a submission in her bank statement uh, beats her, but then holds on to it, keeps going, and she kind of she. I think they she broke it, then went back to her and got her in the bank statement again, and had this like evil smile on her face, like she was enjoying what she was doing and the pain she was putting Natalia in. And she kind of like curved her hand or her arm to her, like was pulling the arm back too that was injured. So I thought that was a nice touch as well. Um, and yeah, just kind of had this look like she was proud of what she did. So overall, I thought this was kind of a, a good segment for her to to kind of show like, hey, she's back, just to show her in in ring work. And, uh, yeah, solid matchup overall. Like, it wasn't anything, like, you know, like special in terms of, like, a great matchup or anything. But I thought from Sasha Banks as a return to the ring, like, it was pretty cool to see the new attire, uh, her in-ring work, not uh, missing a step. And then that just that heelish touch at the end with the submission. So, what were your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, uh, I thought it was a cool look. It was something new, her costume that matches her hair. But I, I definitely liked that match towards the end, how she just... Uh, you know, man, she was just being very ruthless towards the end. You know, yeah. I think uh, what was Natalia was trying to get her arm free, and she kind of just grabbed her other arm and pinned it back too, and just put some more, uh, put some more uh, go on it. And all of a sudden, she she had to tap in, man. So I thought that yeah. was a pretty good look for her. So yeah, man, you got the NXT uh, Sasha Banks back. You know, so that's cool. I'm just kind of I'm a little confused because I thought, all right. When Becky came in, was it a couple of weeks or was it last week? I think it was, it was last like a couple week. weeks. Okay, last I think week. It was last week, yeah. When Becky Lynch came in and saved her. Yeah. Okay, so I thought we would just progress to that. So I guess you know we're gonna do like a a, a sub story, a side story, so she can you know get Natalia out the way, and then she will move on to well, Becky. 
so so good point. I'm not that that's a great point actually that you bring up because when Natalia interrupted Sasha um, in the beginning, I thought what you thought. Like, oh, so are they going to fight at Clash of Champions? Or, you know, is, are they building a matchup between Sasha and Natalia? But yeah. I think all that was basically is that since Becky is kind of on a mini vacation, because um, for those who don't know, uh, Becky and Seth Rollins are not engaged. And so they pulled out of some of their live uh, event uh, appearances and they were not um, gonna, on the show at all. Um, so they're kind of celebrating their, you know, un- upcoming nu- nuptials. Which, by the way, congratulations to both of them yep. on that for sure. Um, but yeah, they they weren't going to have Becky there. So I think that was just kind of a one night thing where they wanted to kind of give Sasha and Natalia a little bit of build up leading up to the match that we're going to have. And the matchup that they that they ended up having, I think, was just to help sell Sasha to make her look even stronger, leading to her eventual matchup with Becky at, at Clash of Champions. So I'm still thinking that this is going to be, you know, uh, um, uh, Sasha and Becky in that next pay-per-view and not Sasha yeah. and Natalia. And I think the extra oomph that she put on that submission, they may use that to kind of get Natalia off TV a little bit to say she re-injured Natalia. Now we won't see her and yeah. then Becky will be back next week. Because so I think the story I mean. was that she had a dislocated elbow or shoulder okay. or something like that. So yeah. they might use that storyline like she kind of re-injured her and now yep. she's going to take some time off. Yep. And she tapped too, so it was kind of like it was pretty definitive there. Yep. So yeah. Cool, cool. Alright, let's 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 keep it moving here. Uh, let's talk about this tag team turmoil yeah. match that they had. Turn. Which was another kind of head scratching thing that they had going oh, on. Um, this is I'm my second e- break right here. Oh boy, that's well, when I stopped look- watching completely. Oh boy. Well, you see, I didn't even get this far, but when I took my break, <laughs> I, I tuned back in and saw this. I was like, oh my god, what is happening? But you go ahead and break this down. Uh, you start us off. What you think of this? So I was just kind of perplexed, befuddled when I heard the tag team of Rude and Dolph Ziggler. I was like, what? That is just a random ass tag team. Like it was no story behind it. It was nothing. The reasons why these guys decided, to, you know, to join forces and you know look super strong in the tag team turmoil. You know, and I, I, and I'll say this: the tag team turmoil. I say the latter end of it was good, and this is where I stopped. It was when the Viking Raiders came out and the OC came out, and it was basically a no contest. You know, they both got disqualified because they just kept on, you know, they were just both in the ring. No, no, no other team was basically tagging each other. They were just both in there and they just both got disqualified. And I was like, what the hell? So the OC is out of, they're not even in Clash of Champions. Nope. For, for you know, that that's why I was just pissed off, period. So I was like, I'm, I'm done watching this. I can't believe this. I'm like, really? I thought the OC had a chance to get back, maybe get the belts back. Cool. And that would have made sense. But nah, they lose, and I don't, I don't care if it's no contest. You could have just put OC over by beating the Viking Raiders since they've been sm- destroying every team, every uh, job or two. So, and the Viking Raiders could have looked that. strong. Yeah, yeah I'm like it would have made. Sense. I'm like cool, man. And yeah. then it would have helped out the OC look super strong. Like man, they just beat the Viking Raiders, man. Because you know, if the casual fans looking like a cup every week or so, they're looking like man, they just been destroying every team. But the OC, yeah, man, they beat the Viking Raiders, and and now they go on and and you know just run the and just run the tag team tour and just run the tag team turmoil. But no, if we get this random ass tag team. So this is when I had watched it the next day. 
So I, I come in when when uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode and basically comes out and I guess they just been you know tag team for years because that's what it seems like they just got this instant chemistry and they just running the horses you know just yep. destroying every tag team I'm yep. like where the hell is this coming from it was just when they destroyed the B team I was like okay well that's fine because yeah yeah that yeah. made sense the other ones yeah 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 and then you got you got well you got the heavy machinery heavy machinery was the big one I'm like yeah really? I was like what yeah this it's, one? how are they yeah. heavy machinery yeah. Yeah. And I was I was just confused, and now they're in Clash of Champions. Yep, yep. And possibly get the titles too. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to happen. I, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win those championships, unless they want one of these guys to take you know, all the. Well, I think Braun, you know, might be set up to where he's wearing everything. You know, honestly, but um, no, I think the more likely situation is that they they just can't handle being... T- well, here's another thing that's weird. So after the this tag team tur- turmoil match was over, Dolphin Robert Root said that their tag team championship match was going to be after the Universal Championship match. And AJ Styles later on, too, would say something similar about that, you know, that the Universal Championship match between Braun and Seth was going to be earlier in the night. And I'm like, what? What is everyone talking about? You trying to tell me that the Universal Championship match is not going to be the main event at Clash of Champions, or at least one of the two main events, because you'd expect that maybe Kofi and Randy Orton too would have a would have a chance at that as well. But yeah. I would think that given all the belts that you know uh, Braun is going to be going for, that one of the the things they would do is try to save the, him going for the Universal Championship last. Um, yeah, it just seemed weird. Like, they, they were saying, yeah, you know, how are they going to do after they've just fought each other for Universal Championship and then they got to go against us? Like, wait, what? Why, why is that getting booked that way? Who, whose idea is that? So, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and to your point, too, this random tag team that they got, man, Ziggler and Rude, like, I actually like both guys. You know, I think that both guys are in a similar spot. To where they have they have a lot of talent, but they're being underutilized. And with Ziggler, it's, he's been around for a long time, but yeah. I think he's doing his best work right now. To yep. be honest with you, uh, Robert Roode, it's just a real shame, like how he was in NXT versus how he is now. Man. Like he was a, a superstar yes. in NXT, and now it's just like he's just another, like not a jobber, but he's like one step above that. Basically, exactly. just, I remember his interest was everything, but now yeah. it's just. Eh. Just nothing. You don't even care. Like yeah. no one wants to. It's just, I don't it's stand weird. up and do the glorious anymore. No. I used to do that yeah. every time in NXT. Exactly. I got to stand up. My yeah. kids used to get a kick out of that. Man, it's like, oh, here comes Dad. He's about to do this uh, glorious thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now it's just like you know, it's just there. So it, it's it, it's a, it's disappointing. But um, I, in a way, I feel like I, I want to root for them because it would be something good for those guys who deserve more. But it just seems so random that they would, ha- like, to your point, having all this chemistry after never tag- tagging before and beating actual tag teams who have been tag team champions. Yeah. Like, every B team, and even though I, I feel it's believable that they be- beat the B team, but they beat the B team, and then they beat uh, Ryder and Hawkins, you know, and then they went against Haven Machinery. And I think there was another team in that mix, too, that they beat. I'm just like, what? what I, how is this happening? You know, so it was just, it, but specifically Heavy Machinery, that's the one that really caught me off guard. Because I thought for sure, like, oh, okay, Heavy Machinery is about to win this, and then they're going to go against uh, the tag team champions. So, yeah. fine. It was a uh, Lucha House Party they beat, too. That's who it was, Lucha yeah. House Party. Like, come on, man. Like, after beating all those teams, and then you go against Heavy Machinery, fresh, 
And then you have a brand new tag team, albeit that it's Dolphin and, 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 and uh, Bobby Roode or Robert Roode, you know, but man, to beat Heavy Machinery, that that to me was kind of like a burial of, of Heavy Machinery. Yeah. Like, you just made them look real bad. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I'm not knocking, you know, Rude and Dolph Ziggler. I'm just saying it was just random, and it was no story behind it. Like, like yeah. I like story. If they would have gave me little backstage segments, yeah. you know, every week or so, just them conversating, trying to work, you know. Uh, yeah, if they had been building one, one or the other approaching each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, exactly. okay, I would have bought that then. But, no, it was just out of nowhere, completely out of nowhere. You just saw it on the graphic. Like, hold on, what? Rude and Dolph? Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Made no sense, man. I, I I don't know. I don't know. That was that was a weird one. But Oh Revival. You know, they beat Revival. Oh yeah. They beat Revival. Because I'm watching that? it right oh, now. I'm like, that's the team God. that pissed me off. Yes. The Revival too. Jesus. Yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. I mean <laughs> that just makes it so dangerous. <laughs> like the revival is is such a great tag team. They have they so much chemistry, and you yes. put a team that has no chemistry together, and they just they beat them in a in a turmoil match where they've also they've already had to go through a couple other teams, and now they get a fresh revival and they beat them. Now, no, that doesn't make any sense. Especially how they're being built now with this whole New Day storyline too. It's like, come on, with the connection with Randy Orton, like it, just just the build, like building up tag teams, like we said when we're talking about AEW. Uh, AEW loves and cares about their tag they team do. division. They do. You can see the contrast here. Like yeah. they just threw this together and they don't give a damn. Like it doesn't matter. No, because uh, you got Braun and Seth just holding up the, the tag team with the tag team belts, like for yeah. no reason, for yeah. no reason at all. At the man. detriment of the OC, OC, who's just starting to feel like okay, yes. they're getting legit again. You know, and then at, at the revival and heavy machinery, yep. like all those teams basically getting screwed because yep. of what's going on with this newly created team. Well, two newly created teams in Braun and and uh, Seth, and then Dolphin Robert Roode. Like, nah, that, that's just that's that's bad. That's bad, man. All right, so let, let's let's uh, stop it there around the tag team situation because I'm just going to get more upset about it. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, moving on. Well, just to briefly mention, Cedric Alexander did have a matchup against Cesaro, which I yeah, thought was actually pretty really damn good. good. I think yeah. Probably a match of the night. That that was a good matchup, man. I yeah. really enjoyed it. You know, the the only nitpick with it is it sucks to see Cesaro continuing to lose as as yeah. talented as he is. Yeah, um, but one bright spot with Cesaro that I'll say is that uh, he's teasing checking out NXT UK. I was just so about to mention that. Yep. So yeah. I, I can't wait for that. I wonder who he's going to go against, man. Anybody doesn't yeah. matter. I'm oh watching. yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you it's, know, it's, like yeah. it's just Cesaro's like it doesn't matter level. really. <laughs> yeah, it's, like like if he says he's going against Walter, that's gonna be insane. Oh God, like that. Bro. That's really the one. I think if you if you had to make a pick, like who you would hope he would fight. I would love to see Cesaro take a chop from Walter. Oh, oh man, and then him with the European uppercut to him, oh, and then going back yeah. and forth with that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, it would. but uh, but really anybody, man. I I would take Cesaro going against any one of those guys because I think this just the style of wrestling that they do over there fits with him well. So and that crowd will be amazing for him. So I yeah, I would love that. But yeah, Cedric Alexander going over, he's getting built up. So you know, we'll see. Hopefully, this leads to him. You know, breaking my prediction that Baron Corbin's going to win the whole thing. I, I'm I'm rooting for you, Cedric. Man, come on now, let's go. Uh, make me wrong because I want to be wrong on that one for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, and then yeah, another one I'll mention before we talk about the main event was uh, we had Bailey beating Nikki Cross, 
which I mean it was a standard matchup. There wasn't really much was. to say about this. It was okay. Um, I, I was about, I was like in and out because I was kind of like, you know, with, with the foolishness that was going. Yeah. on. I was like, man, I, can't I didn't really, really care, care right now. I had to yeah. be real. I got to be real. It it, yeah. it was a, a standard good match, but I didn't care. It was so yeah. much going off that was just turning me off. No, I, and, I, and I agree. I mean, we'll talk about Bailey when we talk about the SmackDown breakdown because I, I've got some thoughts on on her with that one too. Um, but uh, yeah, let's go to the main event. So, main event of the night it was AJ Styles versus Braun Strowman for the United States Championship. Uh, this matchup uh, was built as you know AJ. People are saying, oh, AJ can't beat Braun Strowman, you know, but he's going to go out there and prove why he's the phenomenal one. Um, and so he went out there and. Tried to get technical on Braun as Braun was just, you know, basically every every move that Braun do- does is a dominant power move. It is. So it is. you're just watching it and you're like, just a power way. Yeah, like this this is this is going to be something like almost impossible for AJ to overcome whenever he takes any of his moves. Um, but AJ started going <laughs> started going after uh, Braun Strowman's legs, you know, and he was like trying to chop down the yeah. big man. And even he when he tried. did like that, that elbow on the back of his neck, bro, kind of yeah. bounced off the uh, rope and just, wow. <laughs> I was yeah. like, damn, yeah. he's really trying to break this man down. He, he did. He tried, man. But at the end of the day, like it just seemed like it was inevitable that Braun was getting ready to win the match. Um, yeah. But then the OC came down and they tried to interfere. Um, and then uh, what what happened? There was a chair that got brought into the yeah, ring the by chair. AJ. Yeah, so he he brought the chair, chair into the ring, but he wasn't able to use it. And uh, the OC came back in the ring, and Braun uses the chair on the OC, uh, uses it on Gallows and Anderson, knocks them down. And then the ref at this time, I failed to mention that he was actually knocked out of the ring uh, and was knocked out uh, out cold for a couple moments. Um, but but Braun Strowman still had the chair in his hand, and the referee had regained consciousness, got up and looked and saw the chair in Braun's hands, yeah. and AJ kind of fell, almost like an Eddie Guerrero situation, <laughs> yes. where he was selling <laughs> like, used to oh, top, toss the chair to the person, yes. he just falls down. <laughs> Classic Eddie Guerrero, light yes. and steel tactic. Yes. Um, so he did that, and the, the referee's looking at Braun, he's like, I heard that, I heard that, because he heard chair Yep, shots. he did, he and did. So, you know, which is factual, but I was still yeah. pissed off watching it, but like, you didn't see him in AJ, like, no, because I'm rooting kind of for Braun a little bit, even though... Oh, I wasn't, man. I wanted AJ to keep that belt. I did not want him to look like... It, it would have totally just made the OC look weak. Damn, like, man, yo yeah, guys just I, lost all the gold yeah, now. Yeah. And I, I would have been furious. You know, saying in my Vince voice, furious <laughs> of that, man. So I'm, the, only, the only thing I'll say about it, though, is that I, I have less fear around AJ being okay after a loss like that than I do with the OC, than with Gallows and Anderson. I feel like Gallows and Anderson losing hurts them a lot because at one point, they were, like, not even on television for months. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, that's never happened in AJ. Yeah. AJ will be on television as long as he – until he retires. Like, that's how that's going to go. So, if he loses the belt, I'm like, you know, it's it's okay because AJ is AJ. Like, he is the phenomenal one. He's established. He's there. But, you know, I hear what you're saying, though. For them all to have lost the yeah. belts and it just seems like – you just destroyed this faction that was looking strong, and now they yeah. just flipped it. So I, I probably because I feel that way because AJ's my guy. You know, he's my favorite that, active that's fair. That's favorite fair. favorite active uh, member on the WWE roster. Man, you know, he's my favorite active wrestler. So I was so glad that he decided to keep the belt in that. And I that laughed smile he had at the end too. I, I <laughs> laughed when he brought the chair in, and then you know mm-hmm. they just kind of going back, and then you know Braun's going with the chair shots. 
And then, you know, he pulled an Eddie Guerrero move. He just, you yeah. know, just play possum and the, yeah. the ref gets up. He's like, I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, ding, 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 ding. I was like, hell yeah. He oh, kept the bell. I was like, thank God. I, I had like, I had to relieve, like, I had to exhale. Basically, I was like, oh, my God. Thank God. You kept that belt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, you know, the OC could, could remain somewhat, I guess, strong because at least the leader of the faction remained with gold. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all. I think for me, you know, it's like I've been rooting for Braun to just get that respect and finally get, you know, a title, a championship of some sort, you know. And I think where the story might be going for Braun is that he's going to have, you know, a moment where he has pretty much every championship that there is in the WWE right now. And that would be kind of amazing because I don't yeah. think anyone has ever held, like, the U.S. championship the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship and the Tag Team Championships at the same nah, time. No, 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 I think for time. a moment, you know, so it would you be wanted amazing. that. You got caught up in that. I, I kind of <laughs> because it's Braun. Because I feel okay, like this, okay, this man yeah. should have been WWE Champion by now. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. One that's way facts. to make up for you know the the lack of use of uh, misuse of him is to just say, hey, look at how dominant he is. Like, look at all this gold. Like, oh my God, he's wearing. Literally three belts right now, and maybe if he knocks out Seth first, you know, maybe he's wearing that they're both tag team championships and holding out the U.S. championship and the WWE championship. Yeah. Like I, I can kind of see that visual and just him that that would really showcase his dominance. So, um, but you know, I, I'm not mad at AJ retaining either in that way, and it was funny as hell when he did it. So it was you know, props it was, to man. props to the booking of that situation. Yeah. I thought that that was done well. Yeah, I definitely can't disagree with that. I, I love the ending. But I can see your logic behind, you know, why you want to see Braun with all the belt. Because, you know, he's built like a monster. So, why not have him all the code? Yeah. Uh, but That would be one guy where it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. But he's at least he's in a championship match for a yeah. class of champions. Uh, yeah. For not only tag team, but for the universal championship. So, I'll definitely be looking at that one. And a I think he's in the appearance could happen for that. I don't know if you heard. Oh, with The Fiend? Yes. Yeah, yeah. There were, there's. I saw an interview with Braun where someone asked him about that, and he's like, I'm sure our paths are going to cross sooner rather yeah. than later. It was actually going and, back uh, and forth, him and Bray Wyatt on Twitter. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's it's it's coming then. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> Bray coming. Wyatt responded like, man, the master would love to teach the student. So. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready for yeah. that. Let's go. Yeah, so there, it's a possible, uh, it's a possible candidate to main event the Hell in a Cell match. Ooh. Dude, if we get hell in a cell to fan against Braun, Braun for the Universal wow. Championship. Oh my god! I don't care if it's the Universal. It, it could just be that. Just be a story. matchup. Yeah, yeah. just a storytelling aspect. Yeah. Like he used to be like a basically an acolyte for you, and now mm. you know he's doing his own thing. And now you got the fiend. Oh my god, man! Just a uh, storytelling. Ugh. Yeah, it'd be a great story. I, I almost would prefer if it wasn't for the title. Just because I feel like the Fiend, I don't know if I want the Fiend to be a champion yet. You know, I feel like I want the Fiend to just be this undefeated uh, monster that Mm -hmm. just terrorizes people. Not necessarily a champion because then you know the loss is coming. They're not going to keep the belt on the Fiend forever. But if he doesn't become champion, he could be undefeated for a long time. So, I I don't know. I I, I feel like... I want them to hold off on the Fiend being champion and just have it be Braun versus the yeah. Fiend and just kind of like a match where, like you're saying, it's the teacher versus the pupil, you know, and just him just, just giving them another lesson, basically, versus, you know, they're fighting for the gold. 
um, and then have the goal be opened up to other people who, you know, are are maybe more needed or going to be, you know, kind of few just so it can it can have that potential of changing hands, you know, versus if the fiend has it, I'm like, well, he's going to keep this thing for like, yeah. you know, a year or two, maybe, you know, only the way, way I can see him lose if he doesn't come out the fiend, he just come out as Bray Wyatt, you know, Mr. Oh, Rogers man. neighborhood, you know, want to be whatever. And do you think yeah. he's ever going to wrestle like that again? Like I just don't as know. Bray? Just as brave for him to come out. It possibly. I don't see why not. Hmm. He couldn't see. So you could see the fiend every week. No, 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 no. I'm saying the fiend. I think we talked about this too. Like I, I only want the fiend to show up on pay per views to wrestle. Like his matches should yeah. solely be on pay per views. Yeah, yeah. And I think if he's if he's there on the shows, he should do what he does, where like he shows up to attack somebody, or they do Firefly Funhouse. That's it. Like, you got to make people pay to see that. Like, that is a money attraction right now. Like, keep it to pay-per-views in terms of his matches. Um, and it'll feel special that way, too. You know, you 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 lessen it. I think you dilute it if you have him as the fiend wrestling regular Raw main events, let's say, um, on a weekly basis. Like, that can't work. Now, to your point, another way to do it, if you do want uh, uh, Bray to wrestle every week, then maybe you do introduce his Mr. Rogers persona as the week to week character that he'll be, and keep the fiend for pay per views or special pay per views like they do with with uh, Finn Balor. But you know, I, I would almost prefer that that character only be in Firefly Funhouse, and we never see him as Bray Wyatt like in person. Like that is only for the TV show that he has, and then the fiend shows up to to jump people and to have matches at pay per views only, and that's it. So. I, but I could see him in a in a backstage segment too, just you know, just a regular Ray Wyatt, just being super nice and you know, pretending like nothing happened. Like, oh hey, Seth, hey, Brown, how's it going? I actually like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it that, could, it could. I think if it's done right, that would be. I that think would it be could work. One yeah. way where you could have Bray there on television in a normal capacity would him be as Mister Rogers and not as the Fiend. Yeah, yeah, that that would be the way to do it. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm definitely excited for that potential matchup if it's going to happen for Hell in the Cell. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We're kind of jumping forward a couple pay per views. Yeah, for yeah, sure. we, are, that, we are. That a couple, I, a I like. I like the, <laughs> the promise of what that could be for sure. Uh, for Clash of Champions, you know, we'll see what happens with Braun if he can capture all the gold single handedly and, and really show off the monster that he is, or if something else happens. Um, but yeah, just overall, this this show was kind of like. You know, a mixed bag. At first, it was just awful. Some of the decisions they were making, and it just pissed me off. And you had the same reaction. Yeah. Um, towards the end, you know, it was better booking. The ending of the show, I felt good about. You know, it was it was fun seeing uh, AJ use those tactics, those classic Eddie Guerrero tactics, and and come out with the win and escape with the title. And uh, you know, Braun just kind of further just showing how much of a beast he is by almost overcoming the entire OC to to figure that out. So. Um, but overall, it, it was it was. Uh, I hope next week uh, leaves leaves us with a better feeling overall, so that we can say from beginning to end it was a great show. Uh, so that that's where I'll leave it at that. Unless you have any final thoughts? Nah, man, I no final thoughts. Just you know, Raw was just huh. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. Just huh. all right well we will leave it there that will do it all right so we will catch you on the next one for Devin. this is a feast see you next time peace all right guys thanks for listening to the clark street wrestling podcast